The news, 38. The news, 38. <laughs> Welcome to episode 38 of Slacker's Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. This week, we're talking about cinemas reopening, which I nearly misread as Christmas reopening, which is a weird thing in the middle of July when it's like 31 degrees. Uh, Unreal Engine 5 and the end of Mixer. Uh, I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. And we have various beers of the show. What, what are you drinking anyway? I'm I'm cheating. I'm not actually drinking a beer at all uh, okay. because I ran out of beer. What? Um, yeah, I know. What happened? Um, I, I'm actually drinking Buffalo Trace with loaded with ice. Yeah. And uh, Buffalo Trace is a bourbon for anyone. That, so it's what they call a straight bourbon, which a Kentucky bourbon has to have sat in a barrel in Kentucky for a year, I found out. Oh, but, okay. Um, I don't know if it's a straight Kentucky bourbon, but it's a straight bourbon, which I think is just... Actually, I don't know. I'll find out a definition at some point soon and come back to it. I'm learning more about bourbons, but yeah. Um, I'm drinking this with a bit of ice, and I found some gold food colouring, so I sprayed it on the top. The problem is, because the ice is melted, so has the colouring, I just thought it'd be funny to see what happened. Right. Um, and the worst thing is, we've got sewage going on outside where they're taking the sewage out of a septic tank. Nice. So the top of my drink looks like golden sludge, and I can smell it from inside <laughs> my room. So I've made a calculatedly bad mistake. Um, well, what are you? What? Go on, sorry. Yeah, I, I also just made a bad mistake. I cannot open my beer. It is stuck. <laughs> Yeah, there we go, Cody. <laughs> the ring pull was nearly there. Yeah, it was nearly there and then just wasn't. So I am drinking <laughs> Brewdog's Lost Lager. Um, it is a dry hopped Pilsner. Um, I am just trying not to cut my finger on the fucking bastard. Mm. So basically, I originally got this because um, I, I wanted to make a Rattler, which is basically yeah. a German shandy, um, which... It is kind of it's been the perfect weather for that like kind of a refreshing light beer basically a bit of lemon um so you mix it with like cloud like a nice cloudy lemonade ideally honestly it turns out like a diet lemonade is the best because otherwise it's way too sweet so a diet lemonade and what kind of bit like a lager specifically i mean normally a pilsner is what the germans would have um but so this is as close as i could get like nothing i could find was actually ger i couldn't find a german beer like mm. that wasn't like a wheat beer, which would be a bit too different, too heavy for that. I thought as much. Yeah, fair um, enough. I might try that tomorrow because I'm gonna go shopping. Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I've just been mixing it with the normal like the, ah diet lemon and lime, like the, like Tesco's or Sainsbury's own. Nice. That's, that's how to do it. Do that. Um, yeah, I'll try that. If you can get like a cloudy one, even better. But uh, hey, it, whatever you can get. Um, but, Definitely know we got cloudy lemon there. Yeah. So, but today I've got it just on its own. Um, so I guess cheers. Cheers. Hmm. The end of my bottle as well, so it's kind of like nice to kind of finish uh, it off with style. Yeah. Mm. So, what have you been up to? How's your, I'd say, week? When was well, the last been, time we did a show? Like I, I don't know. So, oh, I've got to sit like in front of the window, otherwise I end up like really dark. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's been a while. We've, we haven't been here for a while. It's been kind of, it just hasn't felt right to do a show, but I'm really excited yeah. about doing one now. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's been ages, but we, we've not really done much because there hasn't been much as do. much good news to talk about. Um, a lot yeah. has kind of been on hold, this, that, and the other. Um, and really, like, kind of nothing Man. going on. Ha hashtag yeah. slackers. Like, I, yeah, I guess exactly. we've all been kind of doing our own thing. Like, I found it, yeah, it's just the, it's the same old. So, like, 
you been going back to work? Yeah, so I, I've been back at work since the 1st of June. Um, we kind of, we were open, so that was the Monday. We kind of properly opened to the public kind of late that week, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, I've just had a sheep fall into the pond on my wallpaper engine. So that made a nice <laughs> sploosh in the background. Um, yeah, we opened kind of late the first week of June and it has been properly busy since then. Like nonstop, multiple sales in a day most days. Um, Whoa. It, it's, yeah. I mean, put it this way, I, I earned like a month's wages in a day yesterday. So, um, Whoa, good. From my, like from my last job. So, and that's happened twice this week. So yes. it's, it's kind of crazy stuff, man. It's not been this busy at work for people for a long time, it seems. Um, Cause like last year was good. And it was for me, it was good because it was like a new thing and I was making some fairly reasonable money compared to what I was before. But Ooh. this is this is well beyond that, like totally different and de debt smashing I, payments. Exactly, exactly that. Um, so hopefully within the next six months, we'll be buying a house. Um, Fantastic. That's, that's that's it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's um, wow. I mean, it helps that we've kind of suddenly gone. Well, to be fair to Christian, she's she's always been a bit ahead of this on me, but actually gone. Do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just um, get that, that saving done. And now I'm actually easily able to do that. That's um, amazing. That's great news, dude. That's so good news. It's just finding a house now. Oh wow. That, that's yeah. that's going to be the challenge as well because there's not there's not as much stuff available as there would have been otherwise. Um, but we'll see in a few months. It, will, it should be all right. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I mean, other than that, it's been twenty-four-seven work or riding bikes, really, um, which has been a lot of fun as well. So I might end up with a new bike as soon as well, but we'll see about that. House it's first. good that you're doing that as well. Like that's yeah, you get house, you get your bike set up, you'll be so in your element. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be so good. Like we'll we'll have to do like a slackers from the new place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be take a little bit of time um, and these sort of things. Even though you're like ready to go, I'm sure it'll take like another couple of months because paperwork and shit. But um, mm. we'll see. It's going to be good. Think. Things things are going pretty well at the moment, so I'm quite happy. Good. That's great news, dude. That's excellent to hear. What about you? What have you been doing? Um, so apart from uh, I, I like the added zug zug, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading <laughs> from our show notes. So uh, to be honest, just working. Um, they are not reopening the butchery part of. Uh, our work mm. whilst I'm there so all my shifts have been 5am till 1pm oh Christ yeah and that's four days on and then I get three days off so it's been a really weird few months of like sleeping not sleeping mm. trying to find that sort of balance in life but the most annoying thing is whenever I find a balance something offsets it so like I was quite happy doing my 7 till 3 because I could still go out in the evenings yeah now um, I have to wait until Saturday evening in order to do anything. And even then, I come back from work, I'm knackered, I've done 18,000 steps, I'm trying my hardest to do this, and it just kills you. Um, but when I come back, I found that because of this lockdown, I'm so utterly bored. There's nothing yeah. to do. It's the hardest thing. I'm, I'm trying to find things to do. So I managed to finally get... I had this knife that I've talked about sanding down mm. for a while. I managed to get this, like, green goo from uh, B&Q, which is like a mm -hmm. paint stripper. Yeah. And <clears throat> one of the days when I was absolutely tipping it down, I ended up putting it on either side of the blade and uh, scraped it off. It came off, the epoxy coating came off. And then I've literally got, I put it in a drawer somewhere, but I got sandpaper and went from really like coarse yep. to medium and then to fine to kind of polish it as much as I can. There's, there's a step I'm not doing, which I don't know. 
to make it really shiny. But long story short, I managed to get it all done. It looks like such a better knife. I'll post pictures later. Mm. Um, I, the only thing I wish I'd done was etched in the original, um, the, sorry, the original titular labels on it. So it says like BK7 on mm. one side. I wish I'd like acid etched it in before I took off all the scraping, before I sh sanded it. Um, but you know, food for thought in the future. Ultimately, it's a knife. It's not supposed to be overly glamorous, but I mean, well, I'm not gonna lie know, to you. Do you know what you should do with it? Is um, <clears throat> wire wall and metal polish. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. That that will make a huge, huge difference. But metal polish is like not even slightly close to a normal polish. It's so aggressive, and it will work really nicely. I'll do that. Um, I'll do just, that. Just that I've got final another level. One. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got another knife which we found, which was made by a guy who's now quite popular on YouTube called Todd's Workshop. Mm. And it was this Seax, or this, it's called a Sax essentially, but it's spelled S-E-A-X-E. -E. Yeah. Um, and they found it in the back of the shed. I'd been looking for it for months. Um, and it had a bit of rust on the back, and I was really yeah. pissed off about it. So I took it to a grinder, took off that top layer of rust, no damage to the knife whatsoever, and then sanded it down. But that. <clears throat> it's the same with the other knife. The resin, uh, res, like the the uh, leftover black bits on the knives, mm. still remain. Like there's that bit from the rust which is still on the steel. Slightly and I stained. Wanna, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to get rid of that metal because it'll look so. Yeah. So that's what I'll do then. I'll do metal polish. This is why I come to Ed. Ed knows things how to do things. It's the same with exhaust tips on cars, you see. So <laughs> that's that's it. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, and uh, but getting on with hobbies is a part of that. So I uh, managed to strip down that knife, get it as in a really good place, considering mm. all things considered. And I used it the other day to start a fire, and I'm really happy with it because ultimately there's this epoxy coating on it, which when you use a fire steel on it, does not strike any sparks because it's got this right. black coating on it. It's yeah. useless with this black coating. I don't know why they ship it out with it. I think it's an aesthetical thing. But um, when you strip it, I can now you know flesh off uh, sparks anytime i like uh, and it just looks so much better it looks more custom it looks more like mine instead of just bought off the store excuse me yeah 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 <clears throat> cool allergies um but i also bought some arrows this morning for my bow right um, you you did that finally yeah cool so i got my bow and this is the process so i got the limbs i have the riser which is the middle bit Mm -hmm. And I had to find out, I went to uh, Reddit, asked them what my bow length should be in terms of string, because the string had long disintegrated. Yeah. <clears throat> and we kind of figured it out, because they were like, right, take your... Um, Wingspan. The limbs, yeah, your wing, <laughs> that's actually for the arrows, oddly, so I've, oh. I've gone a step further. So they said, take your limbs, and now we can see that actually it's like 60-something, and this is the string you should get. And I'm like, well, it's, it's going to be quite cheap, so if it's a crap string and it's not right, I can resell it, no mm. problem. And it worked first time, so I managed to get a string and a, a bow stringer, which I didn't have beforehand, which makes stringing your bow so bloody tough because mm. you're having to bend it by hand and put it in place. Um, but I found out that it's only about £30, which is nuts. If you think, like, a, an actual archer shoots 170 mm. Not an archer, a natural archer, sorry. I mean, a medieval English longbowman would have shot 170 pound bows, and I'm here yeah. like struggling with 30. It's nuts. But it's going to do my arm some good. Um, but then I went to the company that gave that I got the string from and asked them about arrows, and they figured out the right sort of arrows for me. They gave me three different recommendations, um, and I went with their first one because they're like, look, this is probably your best sort of outdoor arrow. Here's why. I'd seen them being used before as well, those exact kind of arrows. So I was very happy with that, what they'd suggested. So I'm literally just waiting for those to come down. So I've done my knife. I've got my mm -hmm. arrows done. The only two other things I need to do this year, one of them's optional, is clear out a polytunnel so I can plant some plants, which I could do this week, mm -hmm. um, and my mead, which, as I've said 
so many fucking times on this show <laughs> has been like pushed back and back and back and I, I know there's that timidness with doing it but um, I found another carboy around the other side of the house. So once I've cleaned them both out, I've got two massive three-litre carboys to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about getting things. Like I found that there's these tiny bits that are getting in the way, like um, things that feed your yeast or tablets, special tablets, not camphidin tablets, which are like antiseptics, but things that will help yeast, which are American products, but I need to find an English version of it. Yes. Yeah, so I remember you saying tough. it being quite difficult to find this sort of thing. Because And and, and the trouble we've had is, uh, is all this sort of, oh, we're going to be stuck inside. Everybody buys things to make things like bread and everything else. So it's really hard to get things like that. So it's still, even now, it is hard to get like baking ingredients and that'll be yeah. part of the same sort of thing. So oh, it's so tough. Um, and that's it. So to be honest, with the boredom has actually come things like getting on with hobbies. I want to do more outside. I want to, mm. I want to camp more. I want to do some more archery. I just, I, I'm finding that there's, I've got no goals whilst I'm sitting at my desk playing games. And that's all I can do when I get back at the moment. I'm, you know, mm. I'm not going out to see anyone. Um, I don't have a partner, so it's that's the only sort of outlet I have. And when you've got shitty internet, it's like the yeah. only thing you've got to do, you can't do fully. <laughs> no, I know. It's I, so I, I just angry. still can't get over the shitty internet thing, but hey. Oh, God. It, I, I'm impressed you deal with it as well as you do. We we potentially are next in line for fibre, but that sounds yeah. like a pipe dream. I'm just going to keep dreaming it and hoping that's going to work. But oddly, that actually leads us nicely into gaming. Yeah, so let's go to this week in gaming. So, I have two questions to pose, because I realised when we first started doing this podcast, what I used to do was ask you a question, and it flipped both ways, and I yeah. really liked that. Um, so, goal setting. Uh, I remember you always used to, you wanted to do your Azeroth flying, which was yep. excellent, because it gave you a thing. Um, so, I've run out of enjoyable things. That sounds really depressing, but it's not what I mean by that baseline. Mm. It's, what on earth do I do now? By this, I'm saying... I've come home, I can do the battle pass on COD, that's the only thing I've really got at the moment, but yeah. there's nothing I can unlock on Mordhau, apart from playing the game, and at high ping it's impossible. Um, Warcraft Classic, all I have to do is set up for raids, but that's not exactly the most exciting of no. adventures. There's no games at the moment, online or offline, apart from maybe The Last of Us, which has only just appeared in my head today, yep. that I actually want to do. There's nothing to do. I've got all these library full of games, but there's nothing I want to do. So. You know what? What would you do in that situation? What's your kind of? Do you have goals when you play game? Have you got anything that you do now? Because yeah, so you know, it, it's a bit strange. I haven't really been playing anything consistently at the moment. I've been playing lots of little things. Um, and actually, this morning I just I went into Overwatch for the first time in weeks because my game like that has been Apex, and I actually bought the Battle Pass for Apex. Now, the problem with that is, is I went back to work, so. <laughs> I haven't had the same amount of time to play things, so I'm I'm well behind in the battle pass. I won't finish it, and that's fine. But I've I've enjoyed playing and getting more from Apex because when, mm. with the battle pass you earn more stuff more regularly. Yes. Yeah. It cost me like eight quid or something, which me too. Uh, who cares? So that's been good, but I've kind of I have I haven't played WoW properly for ages. I, I I've started every now and then like. So if I've got a bit of extra time in the morning before going to work, I will continue leveling my druid, which is now like mid nineties or something. So That's I, pretty good. I'm, I'm not far off. Um, the the XP buff, by the way, is just insane. It makes things like super quick and easy, and and that's what that's what's great. Um, even questing, because first thing in the morning, I haven't got time to do a dungeon run or anything like that. Um, but really, I I'm at the same point. I don't have something I'm working on. 
like with games it's just kind of diving in and diving out but the problem i had was i started also playing anno 1800 again <laughs> and that was <laughs> that just eats your time that is like you lose hours to that game and i, I was playing that just before i went back to work quite a bit and i've I've kind of purposely not done it because it's a really hard game to play a little bit of because it's endless. That's that's kind of like Total War in a weird way for it, me. It like, is. Oh, just one more turn. Like, day. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But there's no turns, so it's continuous and there's always something going on. Um, so, so yeah, I, I haven't really had like a goal and I've got a lot less time than I used to and to be honest when I've come home I've been finishing late actually um, which is weird because I've never used to do that with this job um, so I'll, I'll be I won't be back till at least half six if not later um, and mm. then sometimes we go a few of us go riding straight from work um, that's great but I haven't really been playing a lot I've been playing the odd little bit of apex or, or something maybe a Forza is the best game I've got just to chill out with because it's just so relaxed. And by the way, if anybody hasn't still, the Xbox Game Pass for Windows thing is just so worth it. The amount of stuff you get with that is is well worth it. And it's halved in price at the moment, I think. So, mm, yeah, um, that's that's what's great about it. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't, I don't have any goals either. I have nothing I want to achieve. I cannot be bothered with the uh, corruption stuff, I think. Yeah, no, I've tried that. The, I can't the Black bothered. Empire thing, I can't get on with it like I've done a couple uh, and I started trying to do I was trying to do the raid so the first wing I guess of yeah, yeah. whatever the current raid is to do with Nizoth and we couldn't do it we we failed miserably like six or seven times yeah it, I know it's LFR but it, it it was it was tough and I, I really do like we knew what we were doing some of us did mainly because I'd spent like half an hour 40 minutes re reading and watching guides before i went in and i'm tanking yeah. as well like I, i'm i'm not like just a dps having to follow around i'm tanking like normally the second tank but for for the last phase of that it's like having two main tanks because there's two totally separate things the group splits into two. Oh god yeah one goes in one portal and the rest stay out at the top and this that and the other it, it's just hard um so i've never done that and then i haven't been back so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a weird one. I find that, weirdly enough, Classic has put me off of retail. The only reason oh. I say this is I went into a dungeon. Not mm. only did no one talk to each other, but I said, hey, careful with this trap over here, and someone told me to fuck off. And it's <laughs> like, I've not even... like This is the first thing I've said. What's wrong with you? I was like, okay, fair enough. That's maybe one dungeon. Mm, I mm. ended up doing about five or six more because I wanted to get my gear back up. And it yep. was the same story. Either no one's talking, people are only there to just do their thing and get out. It's become like RuneScape. It's like a single-player game unless you're in a guild and raiding. There's no like random splodges of fun mm. unless you're in a PvP guild or a thingy guild. Whereas I find in Classic, if I'm just out and about, I come across someone, I'll give them a buff, they'll say thank you. Or you do a dungeon, it takes ages to set up and it is a pain in the ass, but everyone's there to do something. Yeah. And either it gets super heated and everyone falls out and you'll see that person everywhere and they'll get they're, they're your new enemy, or you're good friends and you stay kind of as mates. It's like doing this raiding thing. I've got loads of loads of mates. Like when we raid, we've got a shadow group 
just for warlocks and the shadow priest and we just rip on everyone and rip on ourselves the entire raid and it's so much fun because it's just us basically min-maxing whatever's going on and like oh if you get this uh, shoulder it'll actually do better because you, you'll get more sh uh, shadow damage out of it but like yeah. this min-maxing which seems fun but I tried to go back onto. I did LFR I did the second stage of the ends off thing mm -hmm. because I did I just, just dropped in for the sake of no one spoke and we did one wipe and I mean, hell, I've I've done classic. I'm used to wiping, man. Mm, mm. God, that should be in our that should be in our uh, guild description. But <laughs> one wipe, and half the people left, and yeah. everyone was shouting things like, "You're a retard! How can you do this? It's so easy." It's like we're human. What's wrong with you? And it was such a different experience. But that kind of almost spurs me on to the next question because mm. I, I think you've answered that brilliantly because it also shows the parallels i'll be in the same position as you will in a few months time where i'll probably be working so much i won't be able to game and then i'll pine yeah. for that but then will i pine for that because i don't have any goals like i thought about it a lot That's last it. night i was like when i was a kid i couldn't think of anything better than to get home and play warcraft after I was like, fuck, I just clean all yep. these dishes, go home, and we're going to raid next Ram, so it's going to be amazing. And it would be, because it's all new and it's so cool. Um, so this is it. It's like, now that, yeah, let me just say the question. So what are you looking forward to in the future of gaming now that we are nearly in our 30s and are finding less and less time to play? Okay, so less and less time to play kind of is the biggest hurdle for gaming um with you know with, for, for most people for most adults you know there's whether they've got kids whether they've got work whether they've got partners or whatever else um i i think for me what i'm looking forward to is this next gen stuff and uh, and for me it doesn't it now doesn't feel impossible to to kind of upgrade my hardware which i really want to do um I'm desperate to get a bigger screen, a nicer screen, so similar to your 1440p, 144Hz or whatever. Um, it's lovely. But to do that, I also need a graphics card, so that's always held me back at the moment because money's never been as good as it needed to be to be able to do that and save some money. Um, but I think, for me, the future of it is actually having the same, but way better, and it will be... That'll be once we're in a new house because that has to come first. That's that's that is the end goal at the moment. But there's a lot of stuff coming out, and really, again, the only thing that springs to mind actually is um, Cyberpunk. Whenever that turns up, yep. Then Destiny Two has actually had a whole load of new stuff turn up as well. Um, that's coming out in. I mean, there's stuff out now, but they're like the pre pre patch type stuff that is out now. That is September, I think. Um, something light. I can't even remember. Christ, I was only playing it a minute ago. Um, <laughs> but I haven't done everything in Destiny. Yeah. And Destiny for me has always been the thing that's like, it's kind of the perfect balance of of what I like. It's first person and yet RPG. Yeah, seems cool. So it's it's like overwatch with a story that's and that and that is what i love and actually that's a good point i overwatch 2 so for me it's playing things in a better way a much nicer way bigger screen better better graphics whatever else um but also that next set of games that is due to come out i'm i'm quite excited for and yeah me being me i will wait till they're on sale i'm not buying them day one um i never do i, I think the only thing i ever do that with is normally the wow expansions which yeah. I will do um, at some point. I'll I'll get Shadowlands. I think 
I mean, God, how many... We've still got weeks and weeks and months until Shadowlands, so... Yeah, I already got Shadowlands, hence why I've got... Because I've got my classic sub, I'm trying to do the transmog on uh, Shadowlands at the moment. Mm, mm. The uh, thing you get with the whatever edition I got. Because yeah. you get an extra 120, which I spanked on a mage, which I always spank on some shitty useless class, so I could get the Silvermoon rep, and I found out I actually don't have the rep. So now yeah. I need to grind Mechanar, because they've got no other way of giving you fucking rep... And then once I grinded Mechanar for like three or five hours straight, then I can finally get the armor. Stupid. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, Sorry. I, I outdated. Yeah, the, 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 it was the same thing with the um, the the BFA flying was like the grinding the Mechagon rep and and the what was the what's the other one? Oh, um, whatever, whatever the two the two yeah. newest ones. Are. Oh, the Nagatar one. That's it. Nagatar unshackled and the thingy resistance uh, yeah rust bolt resistance yeah yeah um yeah that that was hard work because you had to wait for the rare spawns yeah yeah and, and they it. suck they um, suck i need to delete that add-on because now i've got the rare scanner thing that every time there's a rare in any zone i'm in it just like sounds a horn at me and it's just annoying um but yeah i don't know what was the question where are we at what are we doing yeah i think you've actually answered it really good which was what are you looking forward to in the future of gaming now that we are nearly in our 30s and finding less and less time to play um mm. i think you've answered it really good because it's that it's a thing of what do we like in gaming after mm. after having played for such a long time um what do we kind of like for me i always like it where there's some sort of competitive nature of it but i have my own progress with it so yeah. You don't have to be spending 25 hours um, to just grind out a piece of gear. I get it if some people want to do that. I know some people that their life is literally video games and that's all mm. they do and they stream streamers, etc. Um, but I like something where I can dive into it. I like the idea of Classic when it first started because everyone started on that same parallel. Yeah. Everyone's fresh as can be now it's got to the point where everyone's complaining about bots uh, there's no one really leveling anymore because everyone's done with the leveling part of it so you have to actually buy a mage to boost you through dungeons now in order to actually clear them instead of anyone actually leveling like that sort of That's that world painful. progression yeah it's painful that sort of world progression has died because they've also started doing phasing as well so the world's not as full because there are too many people at max rank who are raiding so you go to orgrimmar and it's all one phase Logging in's fine, mm. but the lag is insane. Like I got three frames in Orgrimmar because really? everyone's trying to get yep, trying to get world buffs. And then small funny things like guys about to give the world buff, an alliance rogue saps the NPC so no one can get the world buff. Yep. It's so juicy. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of funny because in in BC it's not about world buffs; it's about consumables and other crap. Yeah, yeah, there's but loads it's of stuff. Yeah, so funny. Um, but then you know, that, then Blizzard will say something like, "You think you do, but you don't." And yeah. it's like, do never underestimate the power of nostalgia, yeah. because that's what a lot of people have. That's all they fucking have. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the nostalgia is why I installed Classic, and I've just logged in to Classic to remind myself that I got to just about i'm literally about to hit level two now just killing one final kobold <laughs> and that should tick me over but that is it i didn't even get to level two there we go just doing level two that was it i went do you know yeah. what i've done this yeah i've done this in the past and then i left and so my human warrior is now level two and that is probably where he'll stay um, yeah it's so. uh in the future of gaming, I think when I look back on what wowed me about video games, like when I first played RuneScape, when I first played World of Warcraft, was that mm. wanderlust of yeah. entering a world and thinking, oh my god, there's this entire world before me. Everyone's playing it. 
Now, back then, I didn't have guides. I literally had, like, a book on World of oh, Warcraft. Oh, dude, I love that book so much. I have that somewhere and it's still. it's so cool. Um, yeah, and it has amazing. everything in it. But the fact that there wasn't, like, a thousand guides on YouTube telling you how to do every quest, yeah. how to do everything. So every time I start, like, a big game, I avoid the internet like a plague now. But I miss that so much. I miss the next big thing. I want to see what the next big thing in terms of MMO is because it mm. feels like... I love COD and I've got the battle pass for COD and I've been really enjoying it. Just finished the campaign, had a blast. Um, that's been like the one game that's been getting me through recently. Mm. <clears throat> and of course, it's got its battle royale nature, which is all right, but sometimes it's a bit fucky. Uh, but there's so many different things you could do, like 50 versus 50 sniper, um, which oh, is an yeah. absolute blitz of its own sense. But I'm a good sniper, so it's fun. Um, all these different sorts of things. I enjoy that, but it's not anything new. It's the same old COD. It's just add, COD with an added level link spirit. It's, it's yeah. Apex version of COD, yeah. essentially. Um, but that's I'm, I'm waiting for that next big thing. Because I know that if I'm in my 30s, dude, I've been single for such a long time. If that's not going to change, I need to find some sort of like, what is my, what do I want to enjoy about life? And it's like, I'm not one of those guys that goes traveling. I just want the next big thing. But if it yeah. seems like no, everyone's just trying to turn a quick buck instead of trying to create some sort of art, I'm hoping cyberpunk has that sort of effect on the industry of saying, hey, look, kind of like how Joker had its effect on movies and TV, mm, which we'll be mm. moving on to shortly next. There's this magic that it is evoked in people. That's why you've got certain certain streamers that me and Ed watched or listened to even, yeah. should I say, that were so hell-bent on Blizzard games um, because of all that lore, all that history, all that thing yeah. about it. Um, it feels like... I, just, I don't know. It feels like there's a lack of it in the last few years. Like, there's a, hey, check out this new game, but it's really going to be relevant for about five months until there's something else shiny. Maybe that's always been the case and we've always been kind of confounded by that one or two special... Well, maybe. I mean, the thing the thing I'm thinking is, is like, there's still PS2 games. I mean, Jack and Daxter for me was was one of my biggest games in my childhood. So like, but there's stuff like that that I will happily replay. And yet there are, I've, I struggle to think of many games that have stuck with me very much over the years. I've played a lot of games, but the things that kind of stick with me are probably the dis two Dishonored games. Well, I guess yep. it's three. Um, absolutely love those. They're probably some of the newest games. Um, obviously, cool. WoW I still kind of play, but it's... It's very up and down. Um, yeah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, that has been one of my favorite games most recently. And actually since then, I have struggled to find something to kind of really get into because that, like I said, I think I've said, it's, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Um, <laughs> and Good. there's so few of those. Yeah. And yet I've replayed Jack and Daxter like five, six times and like I still love it. All I've of done them. That, I've done that with Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm yeah. doing another playthrough recently. <laughs> but there aren't any games like that. The only other one that jumps out to me that I've not played because I don't have Switch is Breath of the Wild. That's the only other mm. thing that I think has kind of maybe stuck around. Um, yeah. And people actually still care about is that it's... And it was good. But I, again, yeah. I, I would love to play it. I don't have a Switch. Um, maybe that will change sooner rather than later, but we'll we'll see. Um, I think it's, it's very interesting to see what the future of gaming brings for sort of actual classics. I think... We mentioned Last of Us. Um, I feel like Part 3 is in development for the PS5. Is that right? I believe so. They've just released 2, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I've got the first one. I just haven't played it. And everyone's like, why haven't you of all people played it? I'm like, I don't know. I've not sat down. Mm, mm. It's pretty much it. I've got no excuse. But the parents are going back up to Carlisle on Sunday. So I'm actually yeah. hoping just to spend a few evenings just smashing that out. Mm. Because it's... I mean, you know, I get stuck into a cinematic because that's what I loved about Metal yeah. Gear Solid was that it was like playing a movie. 
um, and you get stuck into the lore of it, and I like that. So I'm hoping that this grips me, and, and this is kind of like a before The Last of Us 1. I might be actually singing its praises, or I might be like, what the fuck was the hype about? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing from previous experience it might be the first one, but we'll see. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, we, we could talk about gaming forever. Yeah, um, sorry. And there's a lot. No, no, I, and I think we've... That was, like, without actually covering news topics, that was probably the most interesting discussion if i do say so myself we've had for a while on games yeah because it's been good and hopefully it's relevant to a lot of you guys listening so we'll we'll see so um shall we move on to movies and tv let's do this all right so good news uh oh what was that that was a pop Um, the cinemas are reopening um and that is very exciting news but is it as easy as it sounds probably not (laughs) So I looked at the uh, Cineworld because they they stopped my subscription. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say prescription. That's not the same subscription. No. Although it might as well be the amount I'm addicted to that fucking yep. place. Uh, where they kind of said we're going to be doing two meter rules, so you can only get seats that are two meters apart from other people. There's only certain ways you can enter, which is a weird one because the building that I go to, of course, Edna is in Crawley. Mm. It's such a weird one to enter. There's no, like, line or anything. No. And especially during when all this is going on, it's going to be nuts to see how it plays out. But, oh, I can't wait. I've missed... It's like, uh, you know, church is reopening now, but cinema's reopening? That's like my second temple. Yeah. I want to get one of those ice creams, cover that bullshit in fudge uh, sauce and those little caramelly fudgy bits mm, yeah. I want to sit there so happy that's going to be like the best moment of the year by far uh, yeah, how are you finding it it's going to be interesting um, so, so I'm excited about one. the Sydney World opening but I am confused mm-hmm. so do we get to say alright we're booking tickets together so can Kristen and I sit next to each other that's a really good point I didn't think of that um I didn't think how of that, will, yeah. how will that work? Will that mean that they separate a booking and then it randomly goes some kind of algorithm that right? Okay, this group has booked three seats next to each other. Does it then say we got to have a certain number of seats around those or what? I'm wondering because you're in the same household, maybe mm. it's okay that you sit to next to each other. But say you guys go with your mum who's in a yeah. different household because yeah. that that rule is not in effect. They might then say you guys can sit together, but your mum has to sit two meters. But how does it know that? That's a very good point. That's because that's know. the problem. I don't know. So, yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. So if I book the Cineworld, right? So so you, you've got my card. I've got your card. We I can book you in like no problem, right? So, mm. so I can book me, you, Kristen, and even like one another friend or whatever, whoever. Like, but it doesn't know that we don't all live in the same house. But two of us do. Two of us don't. What does it do? How does it know that? Maybe there's some sort of verification. They can't have thought that far, and that would be too much of an arse to set up. Yeah. Ah, hang on. Updated seating maps. Our booking system has been updated to allow you to sit your friends and family in our cinema screens whilst ensuring a safe distance between customers from separate groups. Okay, this will vary on the capacity and layout of each screen. So, okay, so yes, if I book it all together, we'll be sitting together. Okay. I so it's da- so it's technically down to the user to be honourable. It, it is, yeah, to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of makes mm, sense, but you know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of arseholes that are not going to do that. Yeah, sorry, uh, twenty arseholes out there, but uh, absolutely, thanks. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? So that's that's good. I, I it's all going to be different. I don't know how soon we'll be rushing to go to the cinema. I think I want to see Mulan. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> me too. I mean, the thing is, there's something like. Um, uh, no time to die and a few other things that they're they're really late 
They're really late. That's Super not going to be till like November, if I remember correctly. So, although so the good thing about that is that at least there's that sort of they've had time to really merchandise it. Yeah. So yeah. come on, go see the film. It's the first one you'll see after COVID, and everyone's going to be like, "Let's go see this film." It doesn't matter. We're seeing a film. Yeah. We're seeing a movie. I think we need to. I need to kind of look at, at what Tenet is as well, because I, I I don't know what that is. Christopher Nolan's film. Um, yeah, I have no idea about it. That says that's like the first major one, except for Mulan. But I, I don't know mm. what that is. So hey, anyway, um, that's exciting. So look it up for the cinema near you, whatever it is. Like like Jack and I say, we're we're kind of Cineworld customers because that's why we've got the cards. So that's good for us. But Netflix, what are yeah. they doing, Jack? <clears throat> so. Netflix have been releasing loads of stuff. Like, I even saw they did Rick and Morty, but mm. I read news saying that they're going to be doing a Chicken Run 2. Oh, yes. Now, and I forgot that there isn't a second one. I forgot there was only one, but yeah. There's only one. I love that one. Um, of course, it was what I call pre... Uh, oh, what's his name? Thingy. Oh, help me out. Who's the male lead in it? What's his name? Yeah, did, the dude that does the thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. The dude that does the thing. It's not Mel Brooks. No, it's not him. Fuck, no. help me out. Chicken Mel run. Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Oh, oh, my nipples, they hurt. They hurt when I twist them. Yeah, um, Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is um, going to be in Chicken Run 2. Um, so Mel Gibson's actually reprised his role, uh, and he's been smashing it. As Rocky, because what was the film he did recently, which is absolutely kick-ass? Uh, let's have um, a look. I'm on IMDb. Known for... Oh, God, it was so... I, uh... Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, right, yeah, okay. I say Amazing recently, film. 2014. <laughs> recently, eh. Wait, is it what? Hacksaw Ridge is 2014. 2014. Time flies, dude. How nuts is Seriously? that? Seriously? Yeah. I remember when I was out in the cinema. Isn't that crazy? Hey, are you sure you're talking about Mel Gibson? He was definitely Yes. In... Okay. He was the director. Oh, okay. Okay, hang on. So, yeah. So, of course, Mel Gibson's oh, yeah. had a lot of... He's had no, a lot no. of drama. 2016. That's it. But that's what I found really interesting because he's like, uh, of course, he directed Passion of the Christ. He's directed Axel mm. uh, Ridge. Of course, he's a very, what they call a traditional Catholic. But he's had a lot of issues with like drunk stuff and all, all sorts yep. of dramas. For him to be reprised means that Chicken Run 2, I wonder if they can reprise some of the other roles as well. Are any of them gone yeah. or not? But to know that there is a second one, it makes me think this is such a long time after the first. And the first was such a fantastic success. It was awesome. I loved the first one so yeah. much. It had it was there was so many kind of I guess it's such a British film if that makes sense. And of course, Wallace and Gromit creators. Yep. They've got that pastiche down to a T. That sort of weird World War Two feeling that we kind of were enraptured with where as kids, um, and kind of that la resistance sort of feel to it. I'm really looking forward to it and. That's the one thing I'll definitely always sing the praises of, of Netflix, is that they're always trying to kind of see what everyone wants, even if we don't necessarily think we want it. Mm. I, I really mm. want to see this. Yeah, definitely. I'll be watching that. Um, I have I no idea what the plot got... will be. No, what, but they, we're going to have escape? years. They escape, and what happens next? They get, does Mrs. Tweedy come and, like, chase them down with a fucking rake? Yeah. How does it I work? Mean... I don't know oh, how does that work. escapes from Tweedy's farm. It's I oh got how many? It's what twenty years old? I think is what they said. Oh my gosh, mate! Yeah, yeah, twenty years twenty years ago. So when Netflix announced it, it was twenty years on the day since the last one came out. Wow. So yeah, um, 
I think it's going to take several years to put together, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Because that's just how the animation style is. Assuming they stick with that, who knows? But you, hear, you heard it here first, which is a good thing. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, something yeah. I am not happy about. Um, yeah, Ian absolutely Holm. not happy. Ian Holm, uh, for those who don't know him by name, was uh, Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings series. He also played older Bilbo, of course, in the Hobbit films, if you saw those and haven't seen the Lord of the Rings series. Mm. He was also in... Um, he's been in lots of things, especially stage and theatre, but one of them he was also in was uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, he was in that film for a short while as a, as a guy that was in a weather station. But... Um, what was really interesting is he passed away, but they actually had a Lord of the Rings Zoom party. Yeah, so I um, missed this, yeah. It's it's on YouTube. I'd suggest anyone to go look at it. It's basically this one guy, I really need to remember his name, but he got together so many of the actors, nearly all of like the major ones, in a big Zoom call as like a callback, and he like brought them in at different times, so he kind of mm. scripted the entire event, but it was unscripted, if that makes sense. He yeah, kind of scripted yeah. how they'd come in. But... That so I tell you what it's that first nerdiness that I'd had since I was a kid, and that the Lord of the Rings meant so much to me as a young man, a uh, young man as a young boy. Um, that seeing them all there in this big kind of Zoom party was just mm. magnificent because they got them to retell the lines, and they actually got Billy Boyd to sing that song he sings in The Return of the King. Oh, nice. Okay, oh, yeah. So good. But um, Ian Holm sadly is sent a message to them just before it was over, basically saying kind of like, I'm there with you in spirit, um, but I cannot come. Of course, he was quite long in the tooth by this mm. point. Um, and then he went, and of course, that's the last thing we really heard, and now he's passed away. But what I like is that everyone's been sending out these messages saying, you know, um, the road goes ever on and on, which is a song that he's sung yeah. as he's kind of walking off in the first film. And it's such a weird thing when you kind of... You grow up and you find that you're old enough that all these people you loved and idolised as a kid are actually starting to go. Like Christopher yeah. Lee, who has played Saruman. Yeah. And, you know, heads up, Christopher Lee also made a metal album. So What? <laughs> he made a Christmas metal album that is amazing. Oh, yeah, I need it's that. It's so good. Um, I don't need it now because it's ju nearly July, but, you yeah. know, it's... I definitely... I'll probably be posting it near Christmas. I'm sorry, talking of that, um, I've just seen your T-shirt. Hang on. Yeah, that's probably. I think that's why I got it was because I was really jelly of your really cool stormtrooper thing. Okay, so um, we'll have to post a picture of that. So because so Jack is wearing a t-shirt with some stormtroopers on a beach. There's some surfboards and stuff, and <laughs> I have got a stormtrooper in a rubber ring just kind of hanging above my desk. It is cool. Um, I'll take a picture of it and put it on the Discord after. That's but yeah, fun. so so with, with with new life in Chicken Run Two, we also have the kind of things starting to pass away, which also brings back that sort of feeling that always hold on to things that you do hold dear. Yeah. Um, something I definitely say to the listeners: if you enjoy something like Lord of the Rings, don't let anyone push you down because eventually all those people go away. If you want to meet those people, meet them when you can. Uh, Comic Con, uh, TV cons, there are always these actors always turn up to them, so please do. Yeah. And. Um, a slackers cheers to Ian Holm for your role as Bilbo Baggins absolutely so tech news yeah let's do it um, okay so crazy news um, Apple moves away from Intel to their own chips basically so all the iPhones recently um, in the last number of years have had Apple's own silicons so own CPUs in them um, which is impressive in itself and they they've said recently that you know their ipad pro whatever whichever one probably the newest one is 
as powerful as most PCs out there. Uh, now, I, I assume that means like the average workstation PC that your mum and dad might have in their garden or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not like high end enthusiast stuff, but pretty damn good. And that's just a little iPad. So it's, it's crazy and kind of but not unexpected that Apple is going to um, have that in all their Macs. Um, sometime later this year it's kind of I, I honestly i haven't read all the details but and the other thing is is they didn't show that much detail about it kind of just like some some benchmarks that aren't really comparing things in real life but still show it being quite good so we'll we'll see um that's such an apple thing to do i've got an yeah. idea Let's just compile everything under our roof so we don't have any external partners. And if you have an issue with your phone, everything is under our repair service. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's another example of that. So uh, Apple kind of bringing everything in-house. Um, it, it's... Uh, okay, and so the interesting thing is is that it's not um, the kind of typical architecture so like x86 so um which is kind of what all the intel windows and everything else everything runs on that okay. that's just kind of the generic architecture so it'll be it'll be different the coding is different so it, it will be difficult everything will have to either be ported to to that or or whatever else i'm sure obviously they're already figuring it out because they're apparently releasing it next next the end of the year or something i don't know damn um we'll see it will be different um yeah. It's called ARM, A-R-M. I can't remember what that means anyway. Um, but it's just the main reason apparently is also that they've got better performance than what they found with the Intel chips, apparently. So good on them, really. God, yeah, well done. It's kind um, of divvying up a little bit, make them shit themselves a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, let's say, face it, at the end of the day, Intel aren't going to go away. They're going to be a major player, but losing... Apple is interesting, especially when AMD are making so many big moves and kind of they are the one to put in your PC at the moment if you're building well, a PC. Well, literally, remember our last tech news that we actually did, what I think mm. was Intel messing up and trying to ship something which was superfluous uh, compared to the AMD ones. Yeah, normally for double the price. So, yeah, it's um it's very interesting in the CPU world at the moment. And But something that we haven't written down there, but Intel are developing their own graphics cards. Oh. Um, they're already kind of showing, I think it's Z, so XE, but yeah. I, think it, I think they say it's Z, I'm not sure. Um, it, it's basically, instead of the Intel integrated graphics that you've got like now, like your CPU will have it as well, um, not that you yeah. use it, obviously, um, but they, <laughs> that will be a new generation of that, and apparently it's drastically, drastically better, but they're using that same technology in actual standalone graphics cards later down the line. It's taken a while, um, and apparently it's not the first time they've attempted this but it should be interesting if we end up with a third player in the graphics card department so I'm surprising I'm surprised they haven't done anything in terms of like focusing on art cards mm, especially for mm. like localised rendering or small small companies because a lot of the big VFX houses are actually fracturing into smaller splinter cell companies and I'm thinking I remember a this one place that nearly recruited me ended up having an entire stack of 1080s, Founders mm. Editions. And I'm like, you could get, I'm sure, better cards for way cheaper. The fact that it has flashy 1080 Ti on yeah. it is neither here nor there. But there must yeah. be there must be a market for it. Oh, sure, there must be. 
I think I think that's the first aim is is kind of more workstation orientated cards, but they will also end up with consumer things as well, I suppose. So kind of yeah, the next GTX whatever will have a competitor from Intel hopefully. So mm. we'll we'll see. Sorry, RTX I suppose. Yeah. Um, right. Cool. Do you want to talk about Unreal? Uh, sure. I was gonna say because I do want to find out about uh, your next one, but Unreal mm. is very, very interesting for me as an artist or ex-artist, I guess you could say. Well, yeah. Like us as ex-artists, I wouldn't really say we're ex-artists, but it's mm. always there. It's always in us. Yeah. Um, anyway, Unreal Five is the next kind of big gaming engine that they're bringing out, and what we found was interesting. I sent the demo to Ed earlier. I maybe clicked on the show notes yeah. thing that I've got here, um, and it is a demo, so it shows you all the best, most glitzy parts of it. Yeah. And um, it's in terms of environment art, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. Looking at it from my point of view as a VFX artist, the biggest breach when I was learning was that VFX, you can make a statue out of as many polygons as you like. Mm. You shouldn't do, really, because you should be kind of doing it to a certain amount. So it's movable, operable, everything's right. However, um, because of how this rendering weird thing works in Unreal 5, um, you could put as many polygons as you like in a scene, as many high detail objects as you like in a scene, and it will show up and it will look like it's almost sublime, perfect. All the yeah. lighting works around your model. As I said in one thing, you know, here's a statue with a billion triangles in it. This next room has hundreds of billions of triangles. And it's that same statue yeah. like 12 times. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, I've never made anything like that in my life. Like I made something for uh, Rolls-Royce once, which mm. was their their logo with the wings. And yep. it was cool. And it took me a long time to make it. But it's got nothing on that statue in that demo. And I was like, holy shit, if you can show 10 or 12 of those in a clip. I remember when I made the Sphinx, it was the worst project I ever worked on for a really cool project, te yeah. technically. Um, I remember it got so dense, I could not really move around the camera in the scene because it was such a dense object. Imagining 12 of those in one scene without it crashing is just beyond my thoughts. And we were using art-related cards when I was viewing that in Mudbox. Yeah. So seeing that, it also says that to me, as a hobbyist as well, say I don't want to waste having done an entire degree and done five years in visual effects, I still want to create stuff every now and then for my own fun now. If I'm getting into a different career, I'd like to still use it because it'd be cool to see if someone's modding a game and they're like, we need some 3D artists. Mm. Well, hell, if this is where if this is where gaming is going, oh, I yeah. literally can use my VFX knowledge to just do yeah. the exact same thing for games. I'm like, hey, here's this massive, ridiculous model I made of Megatron. Chuck it in there. It's like, yeah, no problem, fam. Click. He's in there. Also, it looks really sick. By the way, everyone can see that tiny little stub you've got in his toe, so you need to change that. So that's the only problem, is that with this, I reckon it's going to also make people meet that expectation, which means that that productivity for games is going to go whoosh. That means that it's going to spend that much more time making gaming art that much harder. Um, they're going to be getting more staff in, which are going to be working more ridiculous hours unpaid. Yep. Um, so I see it as both a double-edged sword. It's going to be really cool seeing how artful games will become. However, I don't even want to think about what it's going to be like working for some of these companies when they're expecting that much detail. Well, I mean, 
it's going to be really interesting because just because something can do it doesn't mean it will every single time. That That's the thing. Yeah, okay, so just to explain what happened there because there probably will be a cut of some kind. Um, Jack's mum just bought him a, a new glass that was originally intended for Christmas, it turns out, but it just arrived. <laughs> um, and it has, it has his name on. Has Jack's mind on it? Oh, God, there's so much particulate in my bottle of whiskey. That's gross. Uh, never mind. So yeah, no, I've, I've got a really cool little glass which has Jack's mind in it that I'll be drinking whiskey out of because it's the bigger glass that I've got, which is great. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, so I was talking about Unreal 5 Engine, basically saying, long story short, it means that people used to have to be under a certain polygon count when you made mm. objects in video games. With this sort of technology, it means that you're not limited by polygon count, which means that the artist can really, really uh, stick it in and make something beautiful make something they're proud of. It means their portfolio pieces could be, I made this entire room in Tomb Raider 56. Yep. Uh, that looks amazing. Which is, again, like I said, a double-edged sword. It's going to be good and bad because it means that person could be working their fucking lights out. But if they're paid for it and they've got enough time for it, great. Yep. But with the way people are and the way games are, um, I, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. That's it. That's all I've got to really say on it. It looks cool. Yeah, it does look great. It absolutely does. And now the demo looked like something I would want to play, but uh, it's like with that um, 3D Mark Time Spy demo thing that they use for the benchmark on 3D Mark. That um, that looks like something I'd play too, but it's just a benchmark. Um, yes. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I think the PS5 um, is going to be... And, and I suppose the, the Xbox... What, what is it called? What's the new Xbox called? I don't know. All the news I've heard of is the new PS5, which looks weird. Yeah, and the Xbox is just like a big cube. Um, sure, get Google. Just what? What is it called? Uh, oh, new Xbox 2020 Xbox Series X. Oh right, yeah, that terrible name. Right, that's that, that makes is sense. That's terrible. Yeah, that's bad. Um, okay. The Series X. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, that makes me want okay. To um, we'll uh, we'll ignore that for now. We'll talk about them at some point when they're actually out or whatever else. Um, it looks like that cigarette bin that you find in clubs, which is square and it's got the grate on the top. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. And yet people anyway, don't like the PS5 either. So hey, whatever. They um, looks they both look terrible. Um, so yes. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the last little topic I've got, which is mixer. Um, well. The lack of it, anyway. So the Mixer was Microsoft's streaming platform. Um, they made headlines when they pre paid millions for various big streamers. Um, fuck knows what they're called because I don't really follow most of them. But um, it, the idea was for it to be a Twitch competitor. It is now actually completely dead. And I, if I re remember correctly, they are actually teaming up with like Facebook gaming or something instead? Microsoft is? I don't know. That sounds I could, like could be wrong. suicide. Um, yeah, I don't know. But basically, those same those streamers that were on there will now be back on Twitch, I assume. So it, it, it's a massive waste of money, quite frankly. Um, That's hilarious. It, it's like trying to make a new Facebook now the, the the top comment says you're absolutely right and that mixer's identity never got any further than not twitch yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. if your entire identity is based around not being the main factor that's not the point 
That's why every other MMO that came out in the last 10, 20 years was always, this is the WoW killer. If your moniker is the WoW killer before you've even set off, you're bound for failure. Yeah, because it won't be. <laughs> it's, it needs to be different. Like, yeah. people can play more than one thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, fine. Actually, um, yeah, because they, they used to do, what was interesting is I think Mixer used to do things like, if you watch this person stream for six hours, you get in-game loot from Sea of Thieves. I'm like, yeah, yeah but that person's not going to stream for six hours, so that's not going to work. So well done. Mm. Um, and it was really frustrating because I don't want to watch streamers that I don't want to watch in order to get in-game items. That sounds so stupid. And when you read the comments in those streams, it's always the same thing. Like, anyone here just here for the items and have hit mute? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine what that Ouch. poor content yeah. creator must be feeling when they're like trying to like, hey guys, let's do this really cool game, except no one's paying attention because they're all here for something else. Yeah. That would kill me. Yeah, I've seen various different things that like, Microsoft should never be in charge of naming anything, which we've just proved once again with the, the Xbox Series X. Like, <laughs> why, why not imagine? just call it the Xbox 4 or, or, or whatever it is? How, how many degrees are we on now? Xbox One? The, the Xbox Cigaretti always forgetty. Yeah. It's terrible. And so the PS5. The PS5 looks like some chavs puffed up, puffed up collar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, That's, fucking um, what, mate? I can see that. That's fun. You what, mate? I'm going to call uh, it the PS chav. Yeah, PS chav. I like it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's yeah. kind of kind of it. Um, you've finished your drink. I've finished my drink. It's good. If you like a good beer that isn't an ale, go go for one of these. Lost Brewdog Lost Lager. I think um, if you after, can find it, it's, kind of, it's a cool like glittery unicorn. It does on look it. cool. It does look cool. I'll be honest. I think in terms of bourbon, the best one I've ever had is still Ken, uh, Kentucky West, um, but uh, Buffalo Trace, right. Woodford Reserve, Maker's Mark. And Four Roses, I'd say my favourite two are Woodford Reserve and Four Roses. Maker's Mark is the best in an old-fashioned, but mm. those two are just, there's something so different about it. I found Buffalo Trace and Jim Bean are on the cheaper side, and they're nice and they do the job, but mm. it doesn't do it for me. Like, if I had that, that first taste of Kentucky West I had in the middle of Hayward Teeth was just unreal. I was like, holy shit, this is something special. Mm. Mm. Um, and that sometimes does hit you. It's like when we came out with uh, the, the Japanese White Ale. Like there's oh, nothing yeah. that's ever been close to that since. No. In terms of just no, weird, unique, but nice, if that makes sense. Yeah. You still need to get yourself some monkey shoulder and put that as an old fashioned because I oh do. my, it's it's a whiskey that is designed for mixing. Yeah. That's the point. It's it, made what, to be mixed. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's that's not what's a bourbon. Weird about it. It, but is it like a blended? Because I've seen it. It's before. a scotch, basically. Yeah, blended scotch. Um, so, yeah properly weird um but it is it's well worth it if you can get it on offer great if not buy it on amazon that's what i did so i went into tesco's it was like eight pounds more so i while i was standing there looking at the shelf i ordered it on amazon yeah isn't that ridiculous <laughs> you see i usually wait until like there's a so i managed to buy a bottle of johnny walker black for 20 quid on amazon it was 23 mm, mm. but most of the time it's 30 quid so i'm like i can wait because i work here but most of the time i'd probably just order it online yeah it's so much easier yeah. like mastersofmalt.com or something yeah exactly yeah um there's plenty of places to do it but, but yeah I, I okay would, I monkey shoulder I'll, I'll, I'll do that next month actually because i should get an influx of money i'm no okay. longer paying for my vodafone and uh which is great oh god that oh, just looks so good i want i want Ooh. ginger ginger monkey. and ice ginger monkey sounds great <laughs> 
how to in fact, make it. I really like I've you've, you've done it now I'm gonna be when I go to uh, Sainsbury's tomorrow I'm gonna make a Rattler I really mm, want to try that I really want to try that yeah, yeah also yeah. Phil loves uh, cloudy lemon so I'm wondering if actually that might be a drink for him as well you yeah might that have sounds like a good idea sparked a revolution yeah 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 um, great cool. okay well I will go and read the outro image if you watch it so that was the show thank you for joining us we'd love to hear your feedback so be sure to join our discord <sighs> Add the link in the show notes if you haven't already. You can follow us on Twitter at Slackers underscore studio. If you're a bit more old-fashioned, send us an email at theslackersmailbox at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show, please give us a review on iTunes as this really helps us reach new people. Don't let your boss catch you slacking until next time we've been your Slackers. Well done. <laughs> Let's That's do that. Well. Let's do that next. Um, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Don't let, let your boss catch, catch you slacking. slacking. Until, until next time, we've been, your, been slackers. your Slackers. Yeah, that was a weird outro. <laughs> Do you know, I'm actually super impressed how quickly you like spit that like M&M that was from start to finish. Uh, we've read it a few times now, so I, I should know it quite well. Um, but every time <laughs> I forget what our email address is, so that it's um, yeah. But hey, nobody uses it, so it doesn't really matter. So hey, yep. whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bye, everyone. Brr. Hey, that was fun. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.